For the goodness of the Lord, uh, we sometimes we can take the presence of God for granted, but it's good that He is here with us. Amen. Amen. So good to see so many of you. I I kept getting calls. Uh, I'm going on vacation. We won't be here, and I was like, Well, it's like I said to my wife, it's like that rap song. It's just me, myself, and I. I didn't know what. Was Lord have mercy. But it's good to see you here. Amen. And uh, I'm just signaling we have about, I think we have probably one of our largest teams who have left this morning to go to Honduras. And say amen. Praise the Lord. Our largest uh, missions team. And so uh, we want to make sure that before the end of the service, we pray for them that the Lord would watch over them. We take nothing for granted. Amen? Amen. Uh, so Matthew chapter 27, verse 45 and 46. I'm all okay, gentlemen. In Psalm 22, verses 1 to 5. Matthew 27, verses 45 and 46, reading from the English Standard Version. And Psalm 22, verses 1 to 5. And this is the, again, the English Standard Version. Praise the name of the Lord. God is good. Now from the sixth hour, the sixth hour being 12 noon, there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour, the ninth hour being 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And about the ninth hour, three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Psalm 22, verse one, a Psalm of David, just before Psalm 23. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? These are the words said by King David in his psalm. Why are you so far from saving or rescuing me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day and you do not answer. I think the Lord is speaking to somebody already. I cry by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, dwelling in the praises of Israel. And you, our fathers, trusted. They trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. And you they trusted, and they were not put to shame. Or another definition, when they cried to you, they weren't disappointed. I want to speak to you again on part two or four parts, the young and the restless. Amen. Turn to somebody said, are you young? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
But when, <laughs> I didn't put any, I didn't put any age limits on that. If you're feeling young, bless the Lord. But this, but I, 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 I thank God for how He led uh, Brother Jeffrey. I am yours and you are mine because we're going to talk about an orphan spirit. An orphan spirit. And I want to I want to cover four things in this sermon. I want to talk about God. If you, for those of you who taking notes, sometimes I realize so many people are taking notes. So I'll say this: I want to talk about God's presence. I want to talk about orphaned. I want to talk about Anna Passes, P A U S I S. Anna Passes. I want to talk about adopted. And I want to end with the solution. God's presence, orphaned in a anaposis or anarest. You can, you can use the word anarest. Um, adoption. And I want to talk about the solution. If you're with me so far, say amen. We talked last week, Exodus 33, verse 14, where Moses was stressed out over the fact that the, the, uh, the nation of Israel, uh, while he was up in the mountain getting the Ten Commandments and amongst other instructions from the Lord, they were having a party downstairs. They created down, not downstairs, but down in, uh, at the base of the mountain, and they built the two golden calves and said to the to the people, these idols, these golden calves are the ones that delivered you out of, out of uh, the land of Egypt, not the true God. And in the final analysis, we found out that uh, uh, God was just angry and frustrated, wanted to kill everybody. So Moses is stressed out, and God is saying to Moses in chapter 33, uh, I'm, not, I'm not traveling with you all anymore because you keep doing stuff that wants me that, that provokes me to want to kill you. And so I'm going to send an angel instead to lead you. And uh, Moses said, no, if you don't go with me, I, I, I'm not going. Because, and he said this, because the only thing, this is good, this is Moses, and, and we, need to, we need to take this in our lives. He says, the only thing that distinguishes us from other people on the earth is your presence. Can I say that again? The only thing that makes a difference between us and your and everybody else on the face of the earth is the presence of the Lord. And so, so, so God, so God says to Moses in response, "My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest." Real rest comes from the presence of God. Are you with me? There is no Hebrew word for the word presence. The word presence, when you see the word presence in the Bible, it is the Hebrew word face. So God says, my face will go with you and I will give you rest. Now, the good thing about this word face is that what you may not realize is that the word face, uh, if you look at the word, our English word encounter, encounter uh, really literally means face to face within and meaning e and -E meaning within encounter means face to face okay so so when you have an encounter with god you have a your face to face with god in your heart in your heart 
in your heart. Someone put it this way. It is, it is your attitude. Are you with me? Not your aptitude that determines your altitude. Chuck Swindoll said this uh, many years ago, a wonderful teacher and preacher. Uh, he used to have a radio show called Insight for Living. And he said these words. He said, life is 90% attitude and 10% what happens to you. A friend of mine who is fighting uh, stage four cancer, he is a walking miracle. He's been in stage four cancer for 12 years. And I'm convinced the only reason why he's still alive, and this is a sad thing, even his pastor said, you know what, you've been fighting a long time. Why don't you just go and see Jesus? And he's like, no. Heaven can wait. <laughs> but I'll never forget when we were kids, he said these words, it's not the dog in the fight. It's the fight in the dog. Mm. Mm. Turn to somebody and say, are you a fighter? Amen. Amen. Sometimes you're going to have to fight for what, sometimes you have to fight for what belongs to you. Amen. 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 If you're with me, just say these words. Devil, I am going to tell you right now, stop taking my lunch money. Come on. You, come on. You, some of you experienced the bully. You got to punch the bully in the mouth. Yeah. If it's a person next to you, don't do it in this church. <laughs> God's presence is the difference. Now, uh, I want I want to sow this in your spirit. There are there are there are two kind there are two major words for rest in the New Testament, and that's why when you look at our 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 theme for the year. We have two scriptures. We have Hebrews chapter 11, not Hebrews, Matthew chapter 11, verses uh, 28 to 30, where Jesus says, come unto me, all you are weary, and I will give you rest. And then there is Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 to 11, where it says, there remains a rest for the people of God. He who has entered into God's rest has ceased from his own works. Are you following me so far? Now, those, those two words of rest in those two scriptures, they are different words. In, in the book of Matthew, chapter 11, the word for rest is anaposis, from which we get our English word pause. Are you following me so far? In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, it is a different word. It is catapauses. So one is anaposis and one is catapauses. Anapauses is, is uh, to pause in the midst of. Are you following me? To, to, to pause in the midst of. In the midst of whatever you're doing, just stop. This is a rest that you control. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Sabbath rest. Tell the person next to you, take a break. Okay, 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 okay. It, 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 it's... 
you saying stop. Now, let's have a little fun here. If you know this song, you can sing. Let's see. Anybody know this song? So, is the song finished? I just decided to end it. You're all in your groove, ready to. And I just ended the song, even though the song was not finished. (laughs) You have got to learn to press pause in your life, even if things are not finished. How many of you know that what we had played was not the only part of the song? How many how many have heard the whole song? Raise your hand up. No, you know the whole song, right? Right? And you know when the songs end, right? Okay. Okay. And my my point is. How many also know that there are other parts to the song? And my point is, is that regarding your life, God knows the whole song. He knows the other parts. And and your your inability to stop is telling God I don't trust you with the whole song. This is called Sabbath rest. And some of you, (laughs) you don't need, (laughs) you don't need a God rest, you need a you rest. Because you're making decisions 
that God is saying, you need to press pause and trust that I'll finish the song. It's quiet in here because the world cheers hard workers. But you need a break. You need a break. This is, this is, I like the way Eugene Peterson, everybody with me so far? Eugene Peterson, I love to read it. If you can read Matthew chapter 11, verse 20 to 20 to 30, he says, he says that his translation is Jesus saying, walk with me and I will show you the unforced rhythms of grace. There, there is a, there is a walk with God that if you would just allow him to create the proper rhythm for your life, you'll find out that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And some of you, like me, I'm talking about me, you are deficient in joy because you're not pressing pause in your life. Ooh, it's quiet in here. You take an extra shifts because you need money, and yet out of that same mouth is, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Tell your neighbor, he's talking about you right now. You talk. <laughs> Sometimes, oh, let me just look at the clock. Sometimes you need to press pause regarding your devices. You know you should be, you, you plan in your mind, I'm going to get to bed at nine and you're still surfing all sorts of stuff at 11 and 12 and wonder why you're still tired. Turn your name and say, he's talking to you right now. That's why, that's why your eyes are all bloodshot. <laughs> Just press pause. Just press pause. Stop. Even if the song ain't finished, press pause and pick it up after you rested. How many of you know that, actually I can pick this up. That was easy. The song ain't going anywhere. <laughs> oh my quiet in this place. I'm trying to help you. Next week, I'm going to talk about catapauses. That is, kata means a down from. We'll talk about that. But, and, and I don't want to get too far into that. But this is where I want to go. Jesus is on the cross and many of you are familiar with uh, the last seven words, step, seven statements of Jesus on the cross and the last word, you know, being father into your hands, I commend my spirit. I think that's the last one. Um, just before he says it is finished. Smack dab in the middle of his seven statements, his seven last words is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me and what I what the Lord was saying to me he's saying Brian notice Jesus that's the only verse he 
quotes in all the verses of Psalm 22. That's the only verse he quotes. And what the Lord was saying to me was, Brian, Jesus bore your feelings of loneliness, abandonment, and being orphaned so that you no longer have to accept the burden of feeling like you've been forsaken. You are not abandoned. You are not alone. And, I, and that's why that song was so important. I am yours and you are mine because that orphan spirit, as long as you have that orphan spirit, let me, let me, let me back up, let me back up. Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 16, this is, this is God's cure for the orphan spirit. Are you with me? God's cure for the open orphan spirit is the Holy Spirit. Because he says this, Paul says in the Passion Version, I'm almost finished, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full exception or the spirit of adoption enfolding, enveloping you into the family of God and you will never feel orphaned. You will never feel orphaned for the Holy Spirit rises up within our human spirit, joining him in saying, in other words, the Holy Spirit joins with our human spirit and words of tender affection that says, Beloved Father, Abba Daddy, the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he keeps whispering over and over again, you are God's beloved child. You're God's child. You're not abandoned. You're not alone. You're not forsaken. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end. When you have that orphan spirit that is alive from the devil, you belong to God. You belong to God. Let me show you what the Holy Spirit does. Because that word, I love that word, unfolding you into, enfolding you into the family of God. And what I discovered, what this, if you see this picture, it says God the Father. God the Father. And, and so what I, this is my lovely family. This is my wife in the middle, my Vanessa, my Jessica. They're away. And, 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 and sometimes the enemy, what he'll do, he'll put fear in my heart and say, you know, they may be getting a car accident or, or something. And, and I said, no, 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 they belong not to me. They belong to God. And, they, and, and so what, what God says is said, look, this is, what, this, is what, this is what it looks like when you're part of my family. The word enfolding really means to envelope. And so what God does, the Holy Spirit, when you were by yourself, he took you and enveloped you and and sealed you so that now you are sealed in the beloved you are as stevie wonder says signed sealed delivered
The eternal God is our refuge. Nothing can take you out of God's hand. You are not orphaned. It is a lie from the devil. This word often means bereaved. It means, the word bereaved means to be robbed. That's why when a family suffers a loss, a death, they are the bereaved. They feel like someone was snatched from them. They feel like they were robbed of a life. God is saying to us, you're not bereaved. You're not robbed. Because Jesus is in John chapter 10, verse 10, I give you life. And I give it to you more abundantly. This word often means dispossessed. It means that you have nothing to possess, nothing that belongs to you, but God belongs to you. You are not dispossessed. And the word, and in order to possess something, you need your hand, right? You need your hand to possess something. And God, the first things that Jesus said, the first words of the gospel is repent for the kingdom of heaven is within your reach. God has so much for us. I am not orphaned. I have a good father who loves me. Who loves me. You and so what's the solution? Because I've discovered that no matter what's going on in life, I can feel orphaned. I can feel bereaved. I can feel forsaken. I can feel like joy and peace has been snatched from me. Here's the solution. Here's the solution. The solution to feeling orphaned, to feeling abandoned, and this is why the devil attacks this so relentlessly, the solution is praise. If you read Psalm 21, 21 and 22, there's a lot of discouragement and depression and frustration. But around the third verse, it starts to change because he says, you inhabit the praise of your people. In other words, when we praise God, he shows up. And when he shows up, I see my father and I no longer feel forsaken. Are you with me? And so we're going to do an experiment right now. I have the praise team come back up. Come back up. We're going to do, we're going to do a workshop. Amen. We're going to do a workshop, which means you're going to have to do some work. Are you with me? Amen. And, and, and so this is what I, because some of you are, are battling with that forsaken orphan spirit. And let me tell you something. If you don't ask the Holy Spirit to resolve that, you will carry that orphan spirit into your marriage. 
because you think, oh, if I can just get, feel loved by somebody, then I'll be whole. There's only one person who can make you whole, and that is the Father's love.